and welcome to The Basics of Basketball, the podcast where a couple of basic Kiwis run through the past week's highlights of their favourite sport. I'm your host, Bella, and to my left is my co-host, Grace. How are we today, Grace? I'm good, Bella, thanks. How are you? I'm glad you responded <laughs> with positivity this week. Glad you're great. I actually have to start by um, really apologising, though, Bella. What are we apologising to me for? Oh, sorry, not just to you, to everyone. I felt like I brought shame to myself and my whole entire family with my MBL um, picks <laughs> and getting royally stuffing up the positions that they each play. Who roasted you, Grace, on your picks? Oh, lots of people. <laughs> and for the record, as, as I was listening back, I straight away knew what I had done wrong and I was cringing. So uh, for the record, Ty Webster is a point guard. <laughs> What, did I have him at four? <laughs> no, he had him for small forward. Okay, that's not so that's bad. That's too bad. And then, obviously, at the time, we talked at length about friggin', um, what's his name? Billy. Yeah. Oh, I'm just so embarrassed. I feel like I may have ended my podcasting career with that one. I think embarrassment equals entertainment. The saving grace is, there's probably not a whole lot of people who listen to us who are able to pick it up. And you also didn't pick Rob Lowe's centre. So I feel that <laughs> you have way more credibility than I do. Oh, poor Rob. I take back everything I said, Rob. This is a week of uh, regret. Apologies. I personally don't think you should regret anything. I loved your pick. <laughs> and I loved yours too. <laughs> At least I picked the right positions. But I'm glad you got shade for yeah. your picks. I'm glad you got... What did Jack say? It just ripped me to shreds, basically. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's okay to make mistakes. I'm sorry that you got the hate, but positive news. Mm. Your boy's back. Did you see his debut game? Yes, LaMelo Ball. I actually didn't see his game. I watched a lot of NBA this um, past week, but I didn't catch that one. I did see the highlights, though. Do you have a favourite highlight from his first week back? Um, I really liked the lob to um, Biombo. I, I don't, don't know. I saw it. It kind of like... Came off a pick and roll sort of thing, and it was good. It was it was nice. I'll watch it. How did you feel about his full court underarm pass to my boy Miles Bridges? Well, that's what I didn't see. I saw a different lob. Oh, okay. But not an underarm one. You should see. He does like I, an underarm full court throw oh my God. to Miles Bridges, and it is perfect against the Pistons. It is beautiful. Such a good passer. Our boys yeah, connected. connect. Um, I I love those full court passes that the NBA play. Lonzo does it very good, and so does Kevin Love as well. I saw a really great one by um, Darius Garland. We oh, bounced yeah, it. Oh yeah, yeah. He kind of. Oh yeah, that's it. always cool. That's what love a skucky pass. I love that everyone's defense is so poor <laughs> that there are just outlet passes ready and waiting for people to dunk it. The transition day in the NBA it does not exist. It's not existed. Everyone's just looking for the three. You know what I did not like about Mello's game, though? He was, like, so um, energetic, and he was, like, sprinting up the court, and you don't see that a lot, that level of intensity. He was so excited to be back. Yeah, and he really, um, yeah, making the most. When he returned, the NBA Instagram feed was just full of Mello <laughs> highlights. It was just full of – he had his own um, carousel of yeah. Mello assists <laughs> just from that one game. He actually gets a lot of love on the NBA Instagram, and I'm all for it. So does Bridges. I'm constantly just sending you Miles Bridges dunks. Yeah. Reading the comments is pretty funny though. Everyone's always hates on him. Mellow. Yeah, they're like, oh, another another mellow ball post or something. I don't know. Anyway. He's just excited. 
Yeah, he is, exactly. If you do cool things, you get highlight reels. I feel like put that in quotes. Grace back at it with her famous quotes. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Grace, can you please take it away with <laughs> Basel News of the World? I will try. Okay. Do your best. <laughs> so first off, uh, World Basketball News. Bella, did you know that EuroLeague playoffs are underway at the moment? I had zero clue that the EuroLeague playoffs were away at the moment. <laughs> well, is our boy Pau Gasol playing? Yes, he sure is. So first, first bit of info you need to know, CSKA. Now, I'm quite happy that that's an abbreviated name because I would probably really terribly pronounce it. So CSKA, but you need to know they're a team out of Moscow and Russia. They've secured a spot in the semifinals after sweeping Istanbul. There has been quarterfinals before this as well. I had a Moscow do that. Very good. They seem to be one to watch. Russia do invest quite a lot into their basketball. Mm, it's a funny, eh? Because on that note, there is another Russian team. Uh, there are three other series happening at the moment to see who is going to play uh, CSKA and then who will be uh, the other two teams facing off in the opposing semifinal. So we have uh, Andulu Efes and Real Madrid, who are both tied to all in uh, their series. They've got a decider tomorrow, New Zealand time, so 4th of May their time. I'm glad you had to pronounce that name because I would not have been able to do that. Who knows if I said it right. So in the same situation, tied for two all, uh, we've got Barcelona with Pau and Zenit, which is a club out of St. Petersburg, another Russian team. And finally, same search, 2-2, two, two, um, we've got Bayern Munich and Milan. Sweet. Do you have a favourite in the bunch? Um, yeah, let's go for CSK Moscow. I reckon they're going to win. I love that. Just bandwagon the top team that's sweeping the team. Okay, how about this, Bella? If they win, you have to do a shot of something. And then you pick a team. And if Okay, why not? Why don't we bring back <laughs> our famous segment of me poisoning you? Okay, well, who are the other teams? So, you, Well, actually, to be fair, mine's definitely in the, semi, the semi-final, but we don't know who's going to be the other one. But you just pick. I think I'm going to choose... The other Russian team. We'll go Zenit. Oh, okay. Russia v. Russia. Yeah. That works. That works. Love it. The motherland. Okay, moving on. <laughs> oh, Karl Marx. <laughs> moving on. Uh, so in some, I guess, sad or unfortunate news, New Zealand Breakers have lost to the Illawarra Hawks in their most recent game. Uh, they, they tried to hold on but ended up falling 75-76. We're guard... Ty Webster had 14 points. And Thomas Abercrombie also had 14 points. Thomas Abercrombie's a centre, right? No. <laughs> Frick off. Um, they were missing their star player, um, Z- Levi Randolph. Right. I was going to say Zach Randolph, but I was like, that's not right. <laughs> the Memphis Grizzly. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so now the Breakers are probably oh, well out of the playoffs indefinitely. That's unfortunate. Sad for them. They haven't had a good season, though, so it's not a surprise. Yeah, they haven't. Okay, then we've got the NZNBL. So they had their first round um, last week, same last week. So first game out, the Wellington Saints bet the Otago Nuggets 95-73. to Standouts for Dion Prewster. Um, and that's about it. <laughs> Good to know. Did you watch? I have not watched any NZNBL. 
Apologies. Yeah, I saw a bit. Yeah, I saw a few like things on Instagram. That was about it. The Auckland Huskies beat the Franklin Bulls in a close one, ninety nine ninety six. Southland Sharks beat the Nelson Giants, eighty four sixty five. Second part of the round, Southland Sharks played the Taranaki Mountaineers and they beat them seventy eight seventy. Sorry, eighty seven seventy eight. 76. I'm not good. Those numbers. numbers are getting you today, aren't they, Grace? <laughs> it's been a really fucking long day. <laughs> okay. Wellington Saints beat the Canterbury Rams 95-74. And the Auckland Huskies beat the Manawatu Jets 106-67. So who is currently top of the table, Grace? And well, who is falling behind? For those of you who could understand my jibber-jabber, the Saints, Huskies, and Southland Sharks all have two wins with everyone else sitting on losses. Well done to them. Yeah, so the teams that played twice won both and everyone else lost. It's not really – well, I guess the Huskies is kind of surprising because they're a new team, but they've got some very good players. The Saints and Southland Sharks are pretty much always the top. Uh, two more bits of uh, news from me. Um, sad bit, piece of news out of New Zealand basketball – Steve, who had the nickname Coach, so not only was he just called Coach, like that was legit his nickname, uh, McKean passed away um, just yesterday, I think, um, from cancer. He was one of the first professional basketball players to come to New Zealand from America, um, so that's pretty cool. Also pretty cool, when he arrived, he was playing for the Coca-Cola club team and then later the Pam Ewer club team, which I think... We kind of talked about last week how like there must have been so much cool basketball competitions and stuff happening back in those days. Yeah, I actually talked to my father about this. Oh, yeah. Because I said that I discussed how, what we did and he asked me if I talked about a bunch of these players and I said, no, they played well before I was even born. Mm-hmm. And I was saying how from my research it seemed that there were so many more teams and they were bigger and there were yeah, more crowds. Yeah. And he said, yeah, there were because – there was a lot less going on in New Zealand. Yeah. Our, our, our hypothesis was right. Um, coach McKean was the first coach of the New Zealand national team to play uh, to beat the Austra- an Australian team. That is very impressive. Very cool. He was also the first coach in the NZNBL to get 100 wins. Well done to this man. And it's very sad about his passing. Yeah, rest in peace. Okay, final bit of news from me. Out of the WNBA, <laughs> one of my absolute favourites, Brianna Stewart, got engaged the other day. Grace, please tell me about her because I know nothing and I couldn't even tell you what team she played for. Okay, Stewie, she's one of my absolute favourite WNBA players. She plays for the Seattle Storm. Okay. She was like number one draft pick and she wins finals MVPs. She's like the, one of the superstars of the WNBA right now. So I should know her. Yeah. So if there's someone you want to get to know, get to know Brianna Stewart. She's also done a whole lot of really powerful things for the Me Too movement and stuff like that. Great. Well, happy on her engagement. That's amazing. Yeah. And so she she got engaged to um, another basketball player from the Phoenix Mercury. So I love it. Yeah, I know. Cute, eh? But um, that will be a, you know. That will be a fun wedding to look at. for. That will be difficult in the house when that, yeah. Yeah, that would be a fun wedding. Right, when they play each other. When they play each other. Yeah, no, that's true. It is quite interesting because I feel female pro sports are dealing with this issue quite a lot where Mm. they have partners and wives who reverse each other. 
doesn't happen in male sport. I know. And it's just so because, like, no male athlete would, I reckon, be comfortable coming out. I remember there was one NBA player who came out. Oh, really? It was about four years ago. Do you remember this? No. I think he played for the Memphis Grizzlies or Minnesota. 2013, yeah, when he was playing for Boston Celtics. I was completely wrong. <laughs> well, no, that's so cool, though. Good on. It's just, it, well, it's pretty sad that it's not a more common thing, but hopefully um, one day. Like, could you ever imagine um, a gay or black? I mean, there's probably been heaps. Of gay or blacks? There's probably been bloody freaking tons, but just. Well, it is quite sad because. It is quite weird how in female sports become so much more open. Yeah. And it, it does make sense that you would find an attraction to someone who also shares your same lifestyle yeah. and job and understands your commitments and everything. Yeah. But I'm Absolutely. really happy for them. I know, me too. Super, super happy. Yeah. So anyway, Brianna, um, email us, uh, wedding <laughs> invites at the basics of people. We'll come <laughs> be your DJs <laughs> and MCs that no one will understand. <laughs> so who proposed to who? Uh, Brianna got down on her knee and invoked to Ma Marta. Is that, is that the partner? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Marta. Do you know how she proposed? Oh, it, it seemed like they were out um, maybe on a hike or something. It was low-key. Oh, real low-key. But I, I'm 100% just getting this off Instagram photo. <laughs> <laughs> so don't <laughs> You don't have a direct line I to don't have a direct Stewie. line. No, no, I don't. Well, I'm happy for them. Congratulations, guys. So what have you got for us in the NBA news? This week has been hectic, mm. and there was a lot of talk about. So, Grace, I'm going to talk a lot. Please chime in with some fun takes or some comments or just to tell me to shut up. Okay, I'll do what I can. I want to start on a positive note that I feel you'll enjoy. Uh-huh. Jason Tatum. Got yeah. Got his career high 60 points against Woo! the Spurs. So good. Um, he led the South... He led the Celtics to the third biggest NBA comeback in history. Oh, shoot. They were down 32 points in the second quarter. Wow. I know. Well done, Jason Tatum. Very cool, Jason. So happy for him. Well done for the 16. Yeah, that's super cool. Is that... Oh, you go. You go. I was going to say, is that the highest point scored this season? Oh, no, Steph. Um, Maybe. Didn't Steph have a 60-something game? Um, I cannot find that off the top of my head. Oh, yes, Steph scored 62 points in a game. Cool. Well done, Steph. What were you going to say? So, yeah, go, James. Oh, I was going to say, we're seeing a bunch of 50 and 60-point games. Do mm. you think anyone will ever get to Kobe's 81? No. Nah. Just no? Oh, probably eventually, but not for a very long time. Mm. That's understandable. That's what I've got to say about that. That was just so... Crazy. I feel also the NBA, there are really good teams and really bad teams, but I do feel the gap is becoming smaller. Yeah. So that yeah. you don't have these teams that are just far superior and these players that are far superior. There's more regression to the mean. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice saying. I do have a finance degree. <laughs> regression to the mean, <laughs> quote Bella Lawrence. Okay. Oh, well, I can last name you. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, Camelo Anthony is now 10th all-time leading NBA point scorer. Go Melo. Well done, Melo. Who said he was washed up? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's playing really well at the moment, eh? I feel he finally found the right team. Yeah. Yeah, happy for him. 
LeBron James is back. Mm-hmm. Have you seen him play at all for the Lakers? No, I didn't catch one. I haven't catched any games. He's back. The Lakers still really average. Mm. So not the best. He's on restricted minutes, um, but it's good to have him back to yep. have the team back. And did you see that now that the Lakers are on the cusp of being in the play-on tournament, mm. he's getting off in arms about how there shouldn't be a play-on tournament? Ah, classic. I'm sure when he was first in the West, he didn't give an F about it. Yeah. But now he's... Now it applies to him. Yeah, he's a bit, he's like, this is dumb. Mm. Well, James, play better. Anyway, this past week we had two quite big games. We had mm-hmm. the Bucks versus the Nets. Did you see any of those highlights? I didn't, but... All you need to know is the Bucks won. Woohoo! Harden wasn't playing for the Nets, which obviously yeah matters. Um, but the Bucks won. I think Yanni got forty nine. Oh shit! I know. And you know what? You should look up. Yeah. Blake Griffin put back dunk late in the fourth quarter. It is insane. Oh my god! I absolutely will. I love Blake Griffin, and I love it when he dunks. You also had the Suns thrashing the Utah Jazz by 21 points. Ask me if I watched it. Did you watch that I game? watched the whole game. Did you actually? Yeah. Do I you, sure did. You, do you want to take it away? Uh, well, as you said here, so Donovan Mitchell wasn't playing for the Jazz and it was like super, uh, yeah. And T, no, who, who's the other guy? Anyway, they had another player for the Jazz that wasn't playing that made a big difference. Um, so it was kind of boring to watch. I will say, however, um, uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell played amazing. Oh, no, Devin Booker was amazing. So good to watch. He is he very was, fun to watch, isn't he? He was on form. like, And he just so many little, what are they called, two-footers. He just got such a nice shot. Yeah, he finished. The and, rhythm's amazing. Yeah, they, we don't talk about how good his finishing is enough. By we, I mean everyone. I think they do. <laughs> well, we should talk about it more. Yeah, he played outstandingly. So did CP3. Um, yeah, they just carved up. Why these are big games is that the Suns and the Jazz are one and two on the table at the moment. On the West, Bucks are number three in the East and Nets are number two. So they were quite big games. Mm. I am surprised that the Nets lost. They were missing James Harden. Yeah, I know, but they And Giannis did score 49. Yeah, I know. Well, what was Kevin Durant doing? Kevin Durant scored 42. He was on fire. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one was playing defense then, maybe. <laughs> KD was actually on fire. He was playing fantastically. KD had a buzzer beat of three that missed. So they were oh, one buzzer beat away right, from right, yeah, time. Yeah. So very close game. Sadly, I do think, though, if they were put into a playoff series, Bucks would lose. Mm. Hard to say because I love them, but... Sad news. John Wall is out for the remainder of the season. John Wall. John Wall. Yes, he's um, aggravated his injury, and it is very sad because it was great to see him back at form. I love the storyline of him showing off to the Wizards saying, I'm back, baby. Yeah. Sad he's going to end the season in gym. More sad news, Grace. Mm. <laughs> Your OG boy, Kevin Love. Have you seen this? You mean, yeah, I, I watched it. It was hilariously bad. Context, guys. It was Cavs playing the Raptors. Now, these games don't really matter because the Raptors are on the very minimal slight chance of getting to the playing tournament. The Cavs season is over. Yeah. But Kevin Love has recently returned, and they were playing against the Raptors. The score was 76-70. So very close. The Cavs were down six. 
Kevin Love is just frustrated. The ball goes in, he gets the rebound, he throws it against the back of the hoop, rebounds the ref, the ref passes Kevin Love the ball to inbounds, and he just punches it into the court. A Raptors player obviously gets the ball, and they score again. Yeah. And it was just a very, what are you doing, Kevin, moment. I also feel like, because like, he was scored on right, and he went goes to go up for the block, and then doesn't sort of. So like even that was pretty like diabolical. I took it as frustration of the team. Do you think it's more frustrated on him? Just in, yeah, the situation, frustrated on him. I feel like, um, yeah, it was bad, but I can't let him live. He, I, I think also maybe he would, didn't probably realise that the ref had put it back to him, being like, okay, pass the ball in now maybe. I think it was like How long has Kevin Love played the game of yeah, basketball that like, he doesn't realise that the ref is passing the ball no, to but, inbound it? But you know, like just when you heat of the moment any sort of thing and you're titchy or whatever, and then someone does something and you just like knee jerk reaction and then probably straight away he's like, Oh fuck, I've done the wrong thing here. <laughs> I knew you'd be the person to defend this. <laughs> well, I'm not saying what he did was right. I'm just saying I think I can understand where it is coming from and I think it was an accident. Well, like, not in... I don't... You know what I mean. I do get where they're coming from because Kevin Love has been a fantastic player and still is a great player. And the Cavs are 21 and 43. Mm -hmm. So it's a kind of end of the season. But, Kevin, just fake an injury. Don't play the season. I don't know why you're playing the season and then being a downer on these up-and-coming young guys. Yeah, actually trying. He He's had one moment of weakness. But he hasn't. He's had historical moments of frustration and going at coaches and going at teams and publicly displaying his anger of being on the team. It's not an isolated incident. Why does he? Why was his contract for so long? Because he signed for, I think, I think he's signing for four years, 30, $31 million each year. Right. But it just seems like these days everyone's coming up for free agency like every other year. I think he signed it last year. I think he signed it last year. It was like four years, $120 million. Hold up. That's so strange. He signed the nineteen twenty season. So last season he signed for a $120 million four-year contract. So he, he – Willingly signed into the situation. LeBron yeah. had already left. Kyrie's not there. He signed into the situation. Yeah, I don't know. I still like him. <laughs> I just think for $31 million, yeah. you can suck it up. Or demand a trade. Don't damper on the young Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, and Jared Allen who are trying here. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Um, but also, he is human and... We make errors. I'm so glad I have you to think of <laughs> I'm sure he offers a lot of positive things to those guys as well. I hope so. I hope he's a positive role model off the court. I'll ask. <laughs> when ask Stewie for Kevin's number. Excuse me, I have Kevin's number and I we text quite frequently. I'm sure you're not being catfished. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Right, so Two interesting signings that happened this week. Mm-hmm. Austin Rivers got signed by Denver. Cool. And Anderson Virgil got signed by the Cavs. Oh, well. Name I haven't news. heard in a while. I, yeah, I was thinking that too. Which one are you most excited about, these two signings that do not matter? Uh, Andy to the Cavs. Andy and Kev. It's quite good to see Andy back in the Cavs, eh? Yeah. Was, yeah, that's cool. I'm here for him. Maybe that will help perk Kevin up. I hope so. 
I actually personally quite enjoy Austin Rivers as a player, mm. and it's quite weird that he's being picked up this late, but well done, Denver. Yeah, well, also, good team to go to. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, Denver need kind of more depth in the guard position, yeah, so yeah, well yeah. done to him. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Last thing before I go on a bit of a tangent here, Grace. Yeah. We are about two weeks before the end of the regular season. Yes. Which will lead into the playoff tournament. Yes. First time in NBA history we'll have a play-in tournament to play in the playoffs. I have a question for you, Grace. Yeah. There are two teams yeah. in the cusp of making the play-in tournament. Uh-huh. We have the Raptors, yeah. who are two games behind the 10th seed in the East. Yep. And the Pelicans, that are two t- two games behind the 10th seed in the West. Uh-huh. Do you think either of them have a chance to make it? <clears throat> I would love to see both of these teams make it. I'm a Pelicans fan. Um, pals, if I, yeah, I would like to see them both make it. So 538, which does a lot of statistical analysis of the NBA, had the Raptors at a 4% chance of making it. And the Pelicans had a three percent chance. That's so slim. It's very slim. We should do shots. <laughs> <laughs> if well, you're a Raptors fan, aren't you? I am a Raptors fan. If they I'm make an it, everything fan. Small market in the East. I'm a fan of that. <laughs> That's so niche. Bucks, Pacers, and Raptors. I'm your gal. So if the Raps get through, I'll do it. That's your team. Make it through. I'll do a shot. If my team. Pelicans get through, you do a shot. Neither of them will do it, so I'm going to say yes to this. Okay. Grace, I'm going to take your segue of me talking about niche teams <laughs> that no one cares about. Yes. Into my new segment of me talking about irrelevant NBA teams and their young stars. Woo, cool. Working title. Love it. Great title. Following the NBA this week, there was a lot going on. It was a great week to be an NBA fan. Mm-hmm. But these two young players just have these remarkable stories and were playing fantastically, and I think they deserve a shout-out. Uh-huh. Number one, we've got the rookie Cole Anthony, who's back and killing it at the Orlando Magic. Yeah, I watched this game, I think. He's got, like, um the dread day. Yes, he yeah, does and, the, the, and he's the got like in the headband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched this game. He, he, yeah, he crushed it. The Magic actually won on a buzzer beater. Is this the Memphis game? Yeah. Well, they lost the previous game to the Memphis by, I think, about 18 points. Oh, and they played a back to back against Memphis. Yeah. In the next game, they won on a Cole Anthony three point buzzer beater. Amazing. I'm glad you watched the game. But as you probably saw, mm. They're on full rebuild stage. There's no stars on their team. There's nothing like that. Yeah. They also have eight players out with injury currently. Wow. You wouldn't read about it. No, because no one gives an F about the Orlando Magic. <laughs> also, eight is a lot. So they traded Aaron Gordon and they oh, traded Vucevic out, uh-huh. which are their two main players. Yeah. So it's so good to see this team that has just struggled with injury with their star young stars for a while have a star come back. So he was playing really well in his start of his rookie year. Uh-huh. But then he got injured, like yeah. a lot of people this season. Yeah. He was picked 15th in the draft, most recent draft. Uh-huh. So the Magic were banking that this guy was going to be their guy. So it's good to see him come back and absolutely crush it. Uh, he returned on April 8th and has just been phenomenal since. Uh, yeah, like I said, he shot the buzzer beater. And it's just... 
he's a guy that people should be talking about. Because he missed a lot of the season, people aren't talking about him in the Rookie of the Year debate. But he's great. So good to see that the Magic have one person who's playing well because it'll be really good to see him play with Jonathan Isaac and Otto Porter Jr. when they're healthy. Cool. Looking forward to it. When was the last time you thought the Magic were relevant? Uh, when Dwight Howard played for them. I was just about to say that. When they won the Eastern Conference Finals <laughs> yeah. and they beat LeBron. How long was that? Ten years ago? Yeah, I was definitely still at high school, so a long time. So I'm happy that Cole Anthony is back and he's living up to the hype. The Magic are doing well. I'm happy for them. Cool. Number two irrelevant team, Houston Rockets. <laughs> they have the sophomore guard, Kevin Porter Jr. Have you, have you heard about Kevin Porter Jr.? Yeah, I, I've also heard, heard about him. This is what I, yeah, not much. I know that, yeah, I'll let you go. The reason he's in the news this week is mm-hmm. he had a 50-point game against the Bucks. Wow. The Bucks lost, so sad for me, but he went off. I had never heard of this guy until this week. Yeah, and also not an irrelevant... Houston can't be irrelevant if they're beating the Bucks. Exactly. Houston beat the third seed in the East. He also had 11 assists that game. Now, what's really interesting about him is his backstory and his wild ride, and I think that is a quite an interesting story that people should know. Oh, yeah? Do you know anything about it? All I know is that he was a big high school player. He was a big high school player. Mm. So... I deep-dived it into him, and really sad pass. Mm. His dad was murdered when he was four. Oh, man. Right, how sad. So sad. So- <laughs> and apparently all the adults around him, all his mentors and his family, tried actively to focus him into basketball, mm-hmm. to kind of shield him from the world around him and to make sure he didn't stray. So, so many people were invested in him on just keeping the strain narrow through basketball. He was a top prospect out of high school. He was a fast five-star recruit uh-huh. going to USC. He also had a hectic time at college. This poor guy can't escape drama. He was only there for one year, but in that one year, he managed to have a recurring injury, and he was also suspended from the basketball program for personal conduct issues. Oh, what did he do? Doesn't say. Okay. But I don't think there were detail about it. Maybe he stole something in China like (laughs) Jell-O. So, yeah, this guy, obviously a really great player, just obviously off-court issues. Uh Uh-huh. He was drafted by the Cavs um, 2019 season, but due to issues with the Cavs, he was ruled inactive at the start of the season. So the Cavs said, you're not going to play with us. Do you know, guess why that was? Another off-field discrepancy? He had a ongoing weapons charge. Ugh. The Cavs then trained to Houston. He then played in the Houston G League. And now he's played 23 games for Houston in the NBA, averaging 17 points, 6 assists, and 4 rebounds. Oh, well, there you go. What a comeback. Not a bad stat line. Tragic backstory. Suspended from college program. Essentially fired by the Cavs for a weapons charge. <laughs> and look at him now. Houston was the right fit. He's one to watch, I suppose. So he was a comeback story, but also, fun twist, he just was recently fined $50,000 for breaking NBA health and safety protocol by going to an NBA nightclub. Oh, my God. What a dummy. 
roller coaster guy. So I some think people just kind of can't escape a day. He's got to be an interesting guy to watch, not only because of his basketball talent, but he also just is a magnet for drama. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed, guys, my round of two irrelevant teams and their young stars that don't really matter this year. I did. Thank you, Grace. I did a lot. Moving on to our starting five segment. Now, this week, we're taking huge inspiration <laughs> from Grace's passionate Kobe Nike chat last week and her, her insistence we talk about WNBA jerseys, which we know nothing about. Thanks for saying I was passionate. You were very passionate. I, I felt it. Thank you. We're picking our favorite NBA jersey, WNBA jersey, basketball shoe, draft day outfit, and overall player based on their culture, their swag, what they, their basketballness. <laughs> How do we describe that? You described it really well, but now I feel like the player I've picked for my last one doesn't really match that. But you, whatever, you I'm going to go with that. You have a great track record worth great done if I pick. <laughs> Essentially, we're picking the coolest player. Yeah. Grace, like you always do, please kick things off. Okay, so the first one was, you said is NBA jersey, right? Favourite NBA jersey. Okay, just looking, so just looking at the run sheet here, you've got a lot in there. So, I want to talk about a lot. <laughs> well, me too, but now I'm trying to think what is the actual criteria we're going, so we're going for the best NBA jersey. Our favourite, like. our favourite NBA jersey that we think looks the coolest and we would rock. If okay. We, if we pulled off NBA jerseys, we would rock okay. it. Keeping it simple, and if I could only pick one. Only pick one. I'm going for um, Philadelphia 76ers, you know, back in the Allen Iverson era. The black. The with, black. With the red. With the red and the star. Pull it up. Here it is. So it's like the star for the eye of the Sixers in a sushi ball. Okay, it is just so like, you know, it's not flashy and there's other very cool ones that I like a lot. But look, if you now put Ellen Iverson, it just looks so gosh darn cool. I think it also is heightened by how cool it looks on him. Yes. He, with his headband and cornrows, just looks uber cool. So, so cool. Why can't I see a picture of him in it? Go to images. I did. It was only showing the jersey with his number. Anywho. Yeah, here he goes. Oh, so cool. If I wanted to be the ultimate, the ultimate, I'd get that jersey. That's a fair shout. Okay. Do you have any honourable mentions? Because I have a lot. I have a lot too, and I think some of mine clash with yours. So I'm going to try to do some other ones that aren't on there. Honourable mentions that I really like. Um, so first of all, one that comes to mind is the... Um, the Detroit Pistons, the ones that are like all green or all red that have like a Mustang on it. Right, yeah, no, those from are like pretty cool. From the 2000s era. I do I do appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, I really like those. Um, what else did I like? <clears throat> I uh, like the Carl Malone, the Utah Jazz. The one that's light purple with, with the mountains. kind of, you know, mountains that are yeah. white and bluey around it. Yeah. So I do rate that jersey too. Really like that one as well. Um, I also liked it because John Stockton actually looked good in it. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, Carmelo and John Stockton. Sorry, I, I missed saying him before, but shout outs to John. So yeah, those two are ones that I also really like, as as well as some that I know that you've got down here too. Back to your AI pack with your sixes mm -hmm. jersey. 
I think what makes it so cool is it's so hard to pull off. You see so many people wear it and you just think, you don't look good in it. See, I disagree. You I do? Because it is so simple, like just the black and the simple colours and like the nut, it's not too crazy graphics. I think the boxiness of the straps just... Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. But I mean, there's lots of um, NBA jerseys. Anyway. I do appreciate the colours and the simplicity and the three just looks good on it. Yeah, absolutely. I like your pick. Okay, what have you got? Well, I love NBA jerseys. <laughs> I love them so much. I'm going to go on a tangent here. So I've put them into three categories. Yeah. Let's start with just your classic, iconic, mm-hmm. simple NBA jerseys. Uh-huh. I do enjoy the Chicago Bulls red jersey. It's just oh, iconic, classic, you, great. Yeah, agreed, and how could you not love it? Love it. I love the Lakers black one. Oh, The black yeah. with the yellow and purple. Yeah. Simple, yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I also like the Knicks blue with orange. The cl- the old school, like Patrick yes. Ewing one. Yes, yes. They brought, they brought it back this season. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I do remember... Um, I don't like that. Cool. And then, <laughs> and then just the Hornets too. I think yeah. those four are just stand out, look great, iconic ones. Absolutely love the Hornets one too, yeah. Retro ones, I do love the retro ones. Mm-hmm. The Spurs multicolored stripe, love it. Yeah. The Vancouver Grizzlies one that Memphis Grizzlies are wearing where it's got the beer on it. Yep, so good. Great colours. The Barney Raptors jersey from 1995. Amazing. The Raptors one would actually be one of my faves too. The Denver Rainbow one yep. that they brought back. Love that too. Yeah. And also the old school Pacers with the pinstripes. Yeah, I've got one of those. Do you? What, who, who, what player do you have? Guess. It's not that old school. Danny Granger? No, nah, Reggie Miller. That's pretty old school. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Reggie, how good was Reggie? Oh my God. How swag do you look at those? It was absolutely one of my favourites. Now moving on to my actual favourite. Yes. Okay. And it's just because I am biased and I love my team. I have to pick the Bucks retro 1970 and 1971 jersey. Do you know what that looks like? Kind of. Show me. It's the year they won the NBA. NBA, So that's also why I picked it. Yeah. We've already won one championship, guys. (laughs) I'm holding out there for number two. I want to be alive for number two. What it is is it's bright green with the red whiting that says Milwaukee oh, oh, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. This is it here. Very cool. How cool does Kareem look in it? Amazing. I love, love those shorts too. So I'm- good, eh? So that's my pick. It's just a classic green with white writing and red outline of the writing that just says Milwaukee. It is phenomenal. Close second is the Milwaukee Bucks. 19... 73 and 1974 season jersey, which is also amazing. Look at it. Uh, oh, my God. That's cool. That's probably cooler, but they didn't win in that one. So. I, I actually played in one that looked like that. Obviously didn't say Milwaukee on it, but everything else was the same. And then third pick is the early 2000s Milwaukee Bucks purple and green one. So that's my jersey picks. Oh, you've really picked there. <laughs> you've totally narrowed that down. And while you were speaking, I thought of other cool ones. The what Suns. Which Suns one? The one. The black one. With the ball that goes across? Yeah. The I, Steve Nash era. Oh, no, no, no. The Charles Barkley era. Oh, the also do right there. Uh, also, this, um, the Chicago black with pinstripe. Oh, yes. That's a good shout too. And I also like the classic Lakers white. 
The white with the blue or the white with oh, the purple? And I love yellow? white with blue, but I was thinking white with purple and yellow. God, there's just so many. <laughs> so the next up was the WNBA jerseys. Do you want me to take it away? You go. Full disclosure, before researching this, I had no idea That's okay. what any WNBA jersey looked like. Bella, I think you would really like the WNBA. I've made a decision to get into it this season. Nice. When's the first game? Uh, coming up soon. <laughs> As I have no idea what any WNBA jerseys have looked like from this point on, I decided to go with a pick from the upcoming 2021 season. This year, Nike sent all the teams two jerseys, which are an Explorer edition and a Rebel edition. Yeah. Have you looked up these? Yes. They are cool. Yeah, they are. The team jersey that I've picked will mm-hmm. come no surprise to you. Eastern Conference small market team, <laughs> the Indiana Fever. Cool. Have you seen the jersey? Yes, I have, but remind me. The Hang on, I'll, I've got Explorer it up. Explorer edition is just this classic blue with Indiana in yellow, and on the side it's a very sleek and very stylish red and white. Yeah. It's right here. Yep, yep. Oh, cool. I love Which, love those colours. Love the simplicity. It looks yep. great. I love... It pops, right? Mm-hmm. Because do Pacers have a version with that colourway? I don't... Pacers don't have red. Oh. Oh, that, I, that kind of... Maybe, um, that looks Pacers like do NBA have one. blue and... That looks like maybe the the um, Golden State one, I reckon. Oh, the Oakland one. I kind of get that vibe from you. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's why I like it so much. Maybe. So their Explore Edition is very sleek and cool. But what sold me was their Rebel Edition is inspired by Stranger Things. Yeah, I saw How that. How cool is that? I know, super cool. What is the link there, though? Is Stranger Things shot there? Where is Stranger Things set, Grace? I don't know. Hawkins, Indiana. Oh, Hawkins, Indiana. So the Rebel Edition, it's very much Stranger Things-esque. Yeah. Look it up. It is great. Yeah, cool. And also, like I said, they're a small market team. In the East, had to pick them. I also love the Pacers. So, Indiana Fever, you are now my WNBA League Pass team. Nice. Okay, my pick, I have also gone from the most recent um, edition just because I thought, you know, why not? That's what we did with the NBA. So, I think my favorite is the Los Angeles Sparks, the Explorer Edition version. You narrowed it down specifically. Yep. Show me this jersey. How cool. So, it is like, purple um it's got a really cool font and my favorite thing is um the sparks palm tree for the l doesn't that look cool and it's got a teal nike swoosh it kind of reminds me of flint tropics from semi-pro and how cool were they they were the best i definitely want to get one of these um i also wanted to shout out i really like the connecticut suns that they were quite cool they did look semi like university jerseys though Oh, yeah. You get what I mean? They were kind of college jersey-esque? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. I just really liked how they had an, uh, an indi- indigenous-themed one. I oh, thought that was them. cool. I thought that was real cool. Yeah, I think we should. These ones are cool. Yeah, agreed. I like my first just have to research which Indiana fever player <laughs> I'm, I'm buying. but. Um, and if you note, very thin straps up there, very hugging. It's going to look great. You say that these will fit us better. Yeah. Great to know. Fit us immaculately. 
I'm glad we did this research. I'm glad you forced this upon me. Cool. Because I'm now invested in the WNBA season. <laughs> go, Fever, go. So who is your going to be your WNBA team then? Um, uh, I'm going to go for the oh, I'm going to go for Seattle Storm. That is my team. Didn't they win last year? Yeah, I know, but that sounds like a bad. I'm just going bandwagon, but I like Stewie. This is very us though. Me picking a small market Eastern oh, Conference team who that didn't make the playoffs last year, and well, you picking the well, top. I team. could find the shittest team and pick them too. But you didn't though, because I already liked Storm from the past. Okay, fine. I'll go for the Minnesota Lynx because I also like them as well. Okay. <laughs> okay. Moving on. What's next? Every draft day oh, yeah. in the NBA, the potential draft prospects get dressed up. And for a lot of them, this is their first time ever getting <laughs> fancy dressed up in a suit. Historically, their agents didn't really help them out. So you had all these players in the 80s and 90s and low 2000s rock up in these untailored suits that they just thought looked cool, but they looked horrific. To be fair, that was the fashion of the time. Was it? Yes. I thought they were just untailored awful suits. Yeah, but for a, like a six foot eight something m- male with like, you know, huge wingspan and feet, like I don't think they had a heck of a lot of options with also in the parameters of the fashion at the time. Understandable. Nowadays, though, mm. they do have a lot of help or input from their agents, or even they've just become more stylish and they kind of know what's up a bit more and they look very stylish and fun. But what's really fun about draft day outfits is that there are some absolute missteps and ones that look horrific. (laughs) And also a lot of players go all out and just go, screw it, I'm going to look cool in what I'm wearing. So you get all these patterns. It's like kooky. It's very fun to look up worst NBA Suits, yeah, it is incredible. So, can I just say though, on that, some of the new ones today, you know, they try quite hard, um, but they look terrible. Like, oh. what is this loafer shoe trend? And why have they all got oh, such by Kelly Oubre Jr. with his diamante loafers? They all wear different type of weird loafers, and like, it's so strange. Like, no one else wears suits like that. And like, Isn't they all American wear, thing. They all wear really tight pants, and like, yeah. But if you look at the guys at the Oscars or whatever, they're not wearing horrible suits like this. I don't know what it is. You are correct. There are some NBA players these days who just wear the most horrific suits. But with that backstory, Grace, can you please pick your favourite draft day outfit? Okay. So this maybe is a little boring, but um, I went for someone who I sort of remembered as opposed to a historical one. And um, I don't like the crazy out there stuff. Plus, I love this player, so I went for Kawhi Leonard. Yes, I did see Kawhi. Look how cute he is with these. So it is black with like white trim around the lapel. He kind of looks like a private schoolboy. I know, maybe that's why it appeals like he's, and it's all black, black with white. He's got a little pocket square. So like it's pretty simple. But also shout outs to LeBron. He would be my honourable mention. Like and his all white, all white massive suit. And the most ridiculous shoes. See, what I like about Kawhi is that his suit fits him. Yes. LeBron's suit doesn't fit him. Why is his jacket but so long? It's like 2000s. That was the style back then. I never liked the baggy style. Yeah, well, you were, yeah. I admire, good pick. I respect that pick, Kylie. Yeah, maybe it is kind of boring. It does look very all blacks. But anywho, that's who I went with. I really rate your pick, Grace. I'm here for quiet. 
He looks sleek. Thank you. Before we move on to my pick, uh-huh. I'm going to give two shout-outs to players that have been given shade for their outfits, but I quite think are fun. Yeah. First of all is Jalen Rose's outfit. Oh, yeah, the red? Yeah, the red pinstripe. He gets so much shit for it, but I think it's quite cool and fun. Yeah, I love it. Like, if you're going to go for it, just go for it. And that red really suits him. He's got this great pattern tie. Kind of mm. looks Versace-esque. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's got this red pinstripe. And I think he looks swag. I'm here for him. I agree. Yeah, he looks great. I don't know why he gets so much hate. I also quite respect Darius Garland's Jedi look. I love it. He got so much slack for it. He looks so good. He he does, eh? So good, yeah. He, if he just wore that walking about, you would say, that guy is a stylish motherfucker. Or if he wore that to, like, uh, you know, the Golden Globes or whatever, or the or the Grammys, everyone would be like, yeah, he's so stylish. Everyone ripped him out about being a Jedi, and I think he looks great. Also love Jedis. Okay. Yeah. But my pick is, I actually picked someone who does look good. Marcus Smart. Have you seen his get up? Mm, no. Oh, cool. He's wearing this navy suit with black trim. He's got these cute glasses on. He's got a cute wee light blue bow tie, white shirt, black pants. Nothing so out there, but just looks cute. Yeah. Very nice. I agree. There's also this trend these days of basketball players having the inside of their jacket trim being personalized, represented. Uh Uh-huh. I like that his matches his color wave and shows off his personality without being tacky. Because that actually just reminded me another moment, um, Lonzo Ball. I don't remember what he wore. Oh, it was very plain, but I'm pretty sure he had his shoes, the Zoe 2 on, but they were in the Lakers colorway. So it was like a big risk, you know, if, what if he didn't get drafted by the Lakers? I believe you'd be right. I can imagine Lonzo <laughs> doing that exact thing. He is wearing them. He is wearing them. It's such a ball thing to do. Yeah, I know. Well, he pulled it off. Grace, moving on to the topic that inspired us this week. Mm. Favourite basketball sneaker? How do you even begin to choose, Bella? There are so many cool ones. Okay, I'm going <clears> to... <throat> seeing as though you got so many jerseys, I'm just going to go for it with the shoes. That's I- fair. I deserve that. <laughs> First one, I thought I would start from like the oldest that I can remember and then work my way forwards. So um, the first, shout out to the Converse weapon. What I enjoyed thoroughly about this this week was looking back at the shoes professional basketball players wore I know. to play competitive sport, i.e. these Converse. Did you, I, played in these, I played in Converse weapons for like one season. Did you get... All the injuries? No. They were actually, I mean, they weren't the most cushioned or comfortable shoe, but after I'd worn them in, they were like, yeah. So you swear by them? I don't swear by them, <laughs> but I wore them and I look freaking cool. Shout out to Converse. They are pretty pretty stylish. Specifically the LA colorway. My one weren't, the colorway wasn't the coolest, but the LA colorway is very cool. Okay. Also big shout out to the And One Tai Chi. I do not know what this is. I'm going to Google it. Sorry, I should have showed you. First of all, do you remember And One as a brand? My first basketball pair. Everybody's was in and New one. Zealand, basically, from our age group. That so, was my first basketball shoe. Oh, yes. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. So, yeah. And um, Vince Carter wore these when he won the dunk comp. My mum had a pair of these in blue. That's amazing. Um, so, yeah. That, I kind of, 
yeah, like them for for the sort of sentimental. Yeah, that was that was old Jenny's pair. So very cool. Um, I can't. So then, of course, Jordans. There's so many amazing Jordans that I love. For the record, everyone, my favorite uh, Jordan is the uh, Air Jordan Three, black and cement colorway. So uh, if you're, you know, want to send me some promo, <laughs> no. Yes, those are iconic. That's so. I just googled them because I'm not a big Air Jordan fan. I don't know. I don't own any Jordans, but they were iconic. Yeah, I think if I was gonna, when I buy some Jordans, those are the ones I buy first. I love them. Um, I also like the Air Jordan Eleven. Another great shoe. Googling. So um, that's like the. Uh, I'm pretty sure that is um, the shoe f- from Space Jam. But yeah, uh, so cool. All of the colorways are very cool. Um, also shout out to Kobe 5 Pro Tro colorway Love them And then to try keep it um, The more modern day shoes that I like I've loved the new Puma basketball shoes They've brought out Specifically the Clyde Court ones The Disrupt ones I think they are um, And uh, Paul George's most recent shoe the Number 5 All these shoes are going completely out of my head I have no idea about these I, I know nothing about NBA shoes that I know nothing about most other NBA things, but the I am I do know quite a lot about shoes. I'm happy for you to school me on these shoes because I am completely know nothing. Oh, there's not a lot to know other than that. I just think they're cool. But yeah, Paul George Five, look those up. They are very cool. I must give you a shout out to these. Cool. And so, what have you got? Well, what was your pick? Oh yeah, my pick was that. Oh yeah, <laughs> my pick was the AJ Three. Okay. Yeah. 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 I got you. I got you. They were very cool. They. they I would say iconic. Iconic. Iconic yeah. New Zealand too. A lot of people had those. Do they? A lot of people I both did. The red, yeah. Wait, it's the red and the cement one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I have started this conversation with noting I know very little about basketball shoes. Mm-hmm. I was not a cool basketball player at all. I wore shoes because they were practical, not because they looked cool. I don't believe that, Bella, but anyway, carry on. No, I believe that you were practical, but I also, what I mean to say is I don't believe you are uncool basketball player. I was the biggest nerd. I wore Crocs as my, uh, um, you know, where you have to wear off-court shoes? Yeah. I had light blue Crocs. That's actually come back recently. All the kids are doing it these days. Shit, I was a trendsetter. You were. Anyway, with the sneakers, I had to research these. So I did a good, good research and looked uh-huh. them up. It was really good to research and learn about the shoes and learn about all that kind of stuff. Good to see what back. It's also very interesting to see what these professional athletes were playing in, like I previously mentioned. Mm-hmm. It was trash. The Chuck Taylor. Zero support. <laughs> Don't know how these guys played 48 minutes a game and didn't run their bodies dead. Yeah. I want to give a shout-out to the 1990 Ewing 33 High. Oh, yeah. Really goddamn cool. Also, the 1989 Reebok Pump. Yes. Two I- shoes that look cool. Very impractical playing. <laughs> I would not recommend that. I also want to give a shout out to the first Nike shoe. Oh, the yeah. 1970 Nike Blaze. Have you seen that? Yeah. The Blazers are also a famous shoe, but come back out at the moment. They are super cool. I want to get a pair. I um I thought they were skate shoes, so I'm glad to know they're basketball shoes. I tried a pair on recently. Um they were made for a Portland Trailsville player. Pull and Trailblazer player. Oh, it was the first Nike cool. shoe <clears throat> with um, for basketball. How cool are the um, the old school ads? 
So cool. Um, and then I'm going to shout that. I also, while looking up, saw the Kobe 4s, which are just so iconic. Yeah. Got to give a shout out to those. Also to all of Damien Lillard's shoes at the moment. They are practical to play in and also look cool, <laughs> which I love. Go right. Dames. Right. But that's, those are my picks. Okay. My pick is the only shoe I played basketball in. Yes. The Rajon Rondo Nike Zoom Hyperfuse Low Cut. Show me. Oh, Bella, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Why ooh? That's gross. So gross. These shoes were not attractive at all, but really got impractical. They were low cut, which I loved. I hated high cut basketball shoes. Uh-huh. So clunky. Very light, very good ankle support. Mm-hmm. Were amazing. What I love about these shoes also is that I played for Waitakere, which our colours were black, green, and white. Yeah, that and is because you played for Boston, our colours matched. That is good. That and is then good. when I played for New Zealand, I bought his black and white pair. Oh, cute. But these are the only shoes I ever played intense basketball in, and they were so great. Loved them to bits. Can't recommend playing enough. Would not wear them out on the street because they're goddamn ugly, but they're great. Yeah. The hyperdunks, well, sorry, the hyper... Hyper dunks, hyper rises, they were so cool. Oh my god, yeah, hyper rises, so those were cool. Those what hyper fuse are hideous though. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad. And do you believe me now that I was an uncool basketball player? Yeah, a little bit. No, just kidding. <laughs> Grace, do you want to take us away with the coolest player? Oh, my first of all, my laptop just died, so I'm going off script here. Okay. You know how I remember. You know how yeah, I do. You know how I said at the start that I sort of stuffed up based off of my pick of who would be the absolute coolest player? I do remember that. It happened about twenty minutes ago. (laughs) That long? Okay. So I had originally picked Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma's got he's he looks great. His I do love his haircuts and he bleaches it and he kinda looks chic. He's so cool, I reckon, and I love all his pregame outfits and I love his Instagram. How did you stuff up the Kyle Kuzma pick? Because it's not like the ultimate cool basketball guy I he's just sort of like the cool basketball guy at the moment I reckon but that's all right I think he's super cool I do think also he's the kind of guy where his off-court persona makes him bigger than just his game people yes. know Kyle Kuzma because mm-hmm. of how he presents himself yeah as well as the game so he's kind of makes him more of a star which is great which is what you want and what I kind know. of finds a cool guy I agree I agree um, but also shout out to AI because he is the ultimate cool guy basketball player. Just did he, when when he used to wear that tape on his fingers. Yeah. Do you reckon he even needed it or was it just for the looks? Just for the looks. It looks super cool. It is. Yeah. It was like Nelly with the shake thing. And <laughs> a couple of shooting sleeves. He was oh. definitely the accessory guy. Yeah, the headband, the cornrows. I'll do. The I, I give that massively a baggy basketball. Uh, the uniform. His shorts were so massive on him. How did he play? <laughs> I was just like to think how great these early two thousands guys would have been if they weren't swimming in their uniform. Yeah, true. Get rid of all that material. <laughs> let them actually play the game. I rate both those picks, Grace. Thank you. I'm going with the ultimate cool guy, <laughs> Serge Ibaka. <laughs> He's not the, oh yeah. Are you trying to tell me Serge is not the ultimate cool guy? No, he's a cool guy, but he's not what I, um, well, it's your pick, so I'm going to shut up. I'm going to prove you wrong. Please do. Serge Barker, his 
off court presence is just great. Have you seen him on socials or just yeah, yeah, yeah? How he's so funny good. is he? He's, he's just so great. Okay. He's so funny and lively. No, I love him too. Don't get me wrong. Even his on court presence, he just f shit up and just kind of present himself great. He's just a good guy, and also his style is incredible. Yeah, yeah I agree. His hats are incredible, <laughs> yeah. and he just he mixes it up. He just looks great. Yeah, he oozes cool. I agree. I agree with everything that you've said. And his scarf. Have you seen the <laughs> scarf photo? Oh my god, it's like a Lenny Kravitz scarf. <laughs> Have you seen it? Just like, how cool. He's wearing a beanie, these glasses, this black outfit, and this massive peach scarf. <laughs> He's just almost too suave. That's a perfect word for him. He's suave. He's suave. He should be Bond. Yeah. <laughs> I would pick him a Bond. He's just an all round great persona. Oh I my god, him. he should be Bond. I know. Search for Bond. But if you just Google Sergio Barker clothes, I am just amazed. Because what I love about him is he is flashy, but he's not Russell Westbrook. Yes. What the hell are you wearing, Russell? Yeah, by? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not trying too hard to be too cool. Agreed. He just looks, look at him. And his kilt outfit. Oh, love a man in a kilt. How great is he? And the so sunnies. Good. Oh, he's just so cool. I love you, Serge. <laughs> Come to the box. That's all. Starting five, guys. Everyone and everything we've mentioned is a lot cooler than us, but that's our picks. Agreed. <laughs> okay, what do we got next? The final whistle. Yes, Grace, moving on to the final whistle. What is our topic today? Well, Bella, today is May the 4th, 2021. So I thought the final whistle for today could be Star Wars related. May the 4th be with you. What accent is this? What character are you trying to be? None. Myself. <laughs> okay. I love Star Wars. Me too. What do we do? We're doing favourite episode, favourite character. Okay, let's go favourite episode and also favourite character and favourite moment. Okay, okay. Without any prep, so off the top of your head. My favourite episode? Yeah. If you asked five-year-old me... I, I would say The Phantom Menace. Me too. <laughs> I recently rewatched that last May the 4th while we were in lockdown. Yeah. No longer my favourite episode. Okay. My favourite episode is A New Hope. I oh. rewatched that recently and it just holds up and it is fantastic. Yeah, the whole so character good. arc, you do have to cut out a bit while um, C-3PO and R2-D2 in the desert and yeah, Tatooine yeah, for like yeah, no yeah. reason. There's <laughs> about 15 minutes I'm just around the desert that just needs to be cut. <laughs> if you just went from... Leia in the being kidnapped by Darth Vader and send the message yeah. to them straight in the junkyard with Luke. Yeah. Perfect film. Yeah. George Lucas edit that out. But <laughs> such a great character arc, such a good epic moment, great story, good other than the whole incest thing, great character interaction. Love it to bits. <laughs> cool. Okay. What's yours? Okay, like with you, Phantom Menace of when I, as a young as a young buck. I think I'm going to go for um the Empire Strike. No. No, which one? <sighs> Can we talk about how great The Phantom Menace was, though, for young us? I know. So many people hate on it, but I freaking loved it. Young me loved it. I, I had the book that had the script. I could quote majority of that film to you. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Um, Like Little Annie. Yeah. It just and- doesn't hold up with the whole trade union, trade federation, and the trade blockade. It's right. kind of weird. Right, but- right, right, right. Um. Oh, another note, but I'll come back to it. So I think I'm going to go for, yeah, The Empire Strikes Back. No, The Return of the Jedi. 
Which one? Return of the Jedi. Why? I don't know. First of all, that's one the Ewoks are in, right? Yes, it is. So cute. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just so good. I love it. And that's, you know, they win and they're happy and it's cool. I like that one too. I, I was also, does Rogue One count? Yeah, that counts. How, so if you were going to watch it, what would be the order you would watch all nine or all of the movies that are out today so far? Okay, this is becoming... Star Wars podcast. Okay, okay. To cut it down, then, can I just quickly recommend to those people at home watch Rogue One first and then A New Hope? And the way well, that. Well, it, it does directly go into. That's it. what I mean. The it, end of Rogue One is the start of um, New that Hope. That blew my fucking mind when I saw that in Rogue One. I was like, <gasps> like, it's so clever how they did that. But don't you think that's going to be quite jarring if you showed someone these really intense graphics and this really amazing visuals in mm. Rogue One and then and go. go into A New Hope. No, because they'll be so um, enraptured by the storyline that they won't even notice. I hope so. Yeah, so Rogue One, first three. Sorry, original three. Three, four, six. Three, four. Four, five, six. Four, five, six. Fuck. And then back to the prequels and then sequels last. So Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. No. Revenge. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So, Return of the Jedi. Character, hit me with it. Um, Leia Skywalker. Solo. Princess Leia. I can't argue with that. She should be my pick. I know. Well, see, I was like, I don't really necessarily, but I just have to go with her. She is fantastic. Amazing. She holds the, she holds the team together. Yeah. Uh I do have to knock her for her psychopathic son. Oh, my God. I actually love um, Kylo Ren. Get out of here. He's a white little, little brat. I just loved Kylo Ren. I really wanted Ray and Kylo Ren to pash. I think you're the only person no, they... who is a Star Wars fan <laughs> who wanted that to happen. Okay, I think we're actually getting – who's your favourite player? My favourite player? Yeah. My favourite uh, player in the Star Wars team. Is Chewbacca. No, oh, great pick. He's on my keys. Great pick. I love him. He's a loyal companion. He's always got your back. Yeah. He's very competent and he's first one in for a fight. So true. Could not agree with you more. Thank you. Favorite moment mm. is the appearance of Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, where he comes up, pulls off his robe. Double lightsabers. Oh, yeah. And then Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon go, we've got this. Go the long way. And then they have an epic battle. That's my favourite moment. Oh, so good. So, so good. I'm like a child right now. I'm so <laughs> giddy. <laughs> it makes me want to watch. Okay, what's my favourite moment? Um, oh, my God. The bar scene. <laughs> <laughs> the cantina. The cantina. <laughs> no, that's not it. I just thought of the song. What about this? These are not the droids you're looking for. Okay. They're, they're both terrible moments, but this is all I can think of right now. I do enjoy that, though. And then they just kind of go, yeah, these are the droids we're looking for. Just <laughs> go away. That's a good shout. Hmm. So many great moments. I do also like when Yoda just dies. Oh, yeah. It's just, I love it because, like, what did you die of, Yoda? You just collapsed from tiredness. Yeah, he just force evaporated. I don't like this whole force evaporating thing. It's a thing, though. I don't like it. Um, love Yoda. What about when Yoda has that big battle with um, Count Dooku? Yeah, and he's doing all the flips and shit. Yeah, yeah, so good. Cooked but great. 
Oh, Mace Window, he's also cool. Purple lightsaber. Do love Mace Window. Okay, anyway. Sorry, I'm looking <laughs> on tangent. Do you know that? Do you know the story behind the purple lightsaber? Is he the strongest fighter? Maybe. I don't know the actual Star Wars definition of it. Oh, but okay. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson, they approached him to be a Jedi, and he kind of said, only if I can have a purple lightsaber, and they'll kind of, okay, lightsaber can be purple, and so go on. That's amazing. I'm pretty sure it's a, yeah, how great is that, eh? That's so good. Well, that's enough Star Wars chat for a Blaster podcast, Grace. Yeah. Time to wrap things up. Thanks for listening, guys. And if you'd like to flick us any form of communication, such as a question, a topic idea, you can find us at The Basics of Beeble on all socials. Uh, you can also email us if you like, um, basicsofbeeble at gmail.com. If you enjoy what you've heard, please give us a like and rate us on your podcast app or we ever subscribe to our feed. Thanks so much for listening. It's been wonderful to be back in the chair. It really has, Grace. Thank you very much for being on my left, like always. <laughs> <laughs>